Welcome to the Keep Baseball Great podcast, where we're all about reminding baseball fans why they love the game. In this episode, we're going to talk with Robbie Aronson, who is an artist and owner of the Matchsticks Company apparel brand. We're going to talk a little design, we're going to talk a little baseball, but mostly we're going to talk about how uh, the baseball community, his parents, and some lifelong teammates have shaped his love for baseball. So sit back and hope you enjoy. Well, hey, Robbie, thanks uh, so much for joining me on the Keep Baseball Great podcast. It's uh, awesome to have you on. I look forward to talking with you. Awesome. Yeah, totally. I'm happy to be on and kind of watching you from afar and hoping one day you'd, you'd reach out and we can chat. Knowing you're a designer and all, I think there's a lot we can talk about here. Yeah, for sure. I um, likewise on following you, you know, I heard uh, about you from Field of Choice Goods all the work you've done for them, but, um, and we'll talk more about this down the road, but some of the awesome stuff that you've been doing uh, for yourself. Uh, and so just being able to, you know, with this podcast, I've been able to talk with several designers that are also baseball friends. And I've been love hearing the stories on how that connects, how design connects with baseball. Um, and I know obviously with what you do, uh, that happens a lot. And so before we jump into our five questions, tell me a little bit about uh, yourself, what you do, why you do it, and then we can kind of talk a little bit more about design and baseball too. Sure. Yeah. So uh, Robbie Aronson, uh, I uh, grew up playing baseball like most baseball fans to a certain extent. And then uh, around high school, I got really serious about it. And uh, about the game, not really, or about playing the game, not necessarily the sport and like the history and all that. So uh, I played scout ball and decided that I'm not good enough to be in the bigs and uh, I didn't want to travel via bus around the country. <laughs> uh, so I decided to uh, go to art school and uh, I was doodling and all, I was getting terrible grades because I was drawing on all my homework. And so I was like, figure that's a, a good thing to explore and so I went to art school and got a degree and then I've been working as a designer for 10 plus years and a couple years ago I saw people designing baseball and football and basketball stuff on Instagram and picked it up and started my own version of that with just baseball uh work uh head of creative for FC Goods the uh vintage baseball glove wallet company uh, so I do pretty much everything you've seen from them uh visually has been me sorry about light just went out uh and then um yeah and then i during quarantine i started my own baseball apparel brand called matchsticks and uh just trying to get people wearing baseball stuff and appreciating the game like i do yeah man uh i, I love that i love that story everyone's baseball story is obviously a little bit different but um just hearing kind of the your story and how that unfolds and playing baseball I never got to even play high school uh but I just always loved the game but it wasn't until I was older until I like really appreciated the game uh yeah. the history and all that stuff behind it but then even even more so uh the the design aspect and I don't know you know I don't know how old you are but my age <laughs> I grew up like in the uh, 80s and then 90s and so for some reason like that era of art baseball art whether it was baseball cards or uh the you know the posters that uh, were on the wall like 
some of the art stuff you do on your Instagram reminds me of that kind of stuff. Just like real cool baseball posters. But like, what do you think it is with, with that era and art uh, that kind of collides with baseball? Uh, it's funny you say that because, so I am uh, definitely the same era as you. Okay, know. okay. <laughs> I didn't want to make any assumptions. <laughs> yeah, definitely a 90s, uh, 90s kid, but born in the 80s. Uh, it's funny you bring up that my work reminds you of that because I didn't set out with that in mind. And I don't know if you know Peter Chen from Jumbotron Art. Yeah, actually, uh, just did a podcast with him uh, last week. And okay. so kind of similar stuff, but yeah, go ahead. He told me, like, so I was uh, messaging back and forth with him on Instagram. And he was like, yeah, your stuff reminds me of 90s baseball posters. I'm like, interesting. So that's two people that uh, <laughs> uh, called that out. So um, I don't know. I don't know if it's the style of it, but it's just more of the the idea of the, the poster itself. Obviously, there's some really fun 90s you know posters out there but the the style and the idea of it reminds me of it yeah i don't know if they're even making baseball posters for kids to hang up in their rooms anymore. yeah i don't know yeah but yeah the 90s baseball to me is just like some of the it's like post the gimmicky uniforms but still kind of fun stuff that is uh unique looks that teams had but it wasn't like the the craziness that like the 70s saw in, in uniforms right right and i mean we're even seeing now uh, like your hat is a testament to that kind of the bringing back some of those awesome color combos. Right. Yeah. So probably 2000s and 2010, you know, the colors got really drab. Um, Everything was white and gray. Yeah. Uh, dark. Um, and now we're kind of seeing this revitalization of these bright, fun colors that, you know, that I was like, Oh man, I, I remember <laughs> that powder blue, you know, <laughs> yeah it's cool to see the modern uniform technology with the retro inspired uh, yeah yeah there's definitely some that don't need to come back but uh (laughs) there's some really really good color combos yeah yeah it's Uh, it's funny because i'm I'm a a big angel fan okay uh, and they have just been the most boring like everyone rolls out there they're like throwbacks and the angels wear like one one game out of the year they'll wear like like ca logo or like the a with the, the yellow halo around it but it's like some of these guys do it weekly some of the teams do it weekly and the angels do it like one weekend or one game here and it's just like come on yeah i know the uh so i'm in dfw rangers fan so i know they had uh i think it was every friday um they did the the powder blues okay um, this past they, yeah yeah right. which, which was the first year that they kind of unveiled a new uniform look but yeah lance lynn even though he's no longer there but lance lynn and the powder blues is a sight to see oh man isn't it (laughs) (laughs) what a uh what a bulldog on the mound just like you know you you kind of look at these guys who are just ripped and buff and then you lance lynn out there you know he's he's round figure but he's just a beast the bartolo effect oh man oh man yeah (laughs) yeah those two guys (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome well that's cool uh yeah so hopefully uh through these five questions that keep baseball great always ask uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about you uh and why you love the game so um if you're ready we can jump in through those questions i'm already I, I wrote down my response so i didn't forget oh awesome yeah <laughs> i wrote down the questions if that tells you anything so <laughs> 
Awesome. So uh, the first one is uh, the history of the game. Um, like I said before, it wasn't until later, you know, in my, you know, adulthood when I was like, man, there's just baseball has such a rich history that, uh, you know, I love passing it on to my son uh, and just kind of telling him about the history of it and just it it makes me love the game uh, so much more. So I love to ask people what their favorite historical baseball moment is and, and why. Sure. And I, I would guess that your answers to this are probably consistent with what team they like. Uh, <laughs> right. For me, it's hard not to say the O2 Angels when they won it all. Um, I went to some of the playoff games. I didn't go to the series, but I went to some of the, uh, um, you know, I think – forget how early in the playoffs it was but one of the the ds or the cs and so got to experience that world series or the road to the world series culture so that was um that's hard to ignore however um if i had a time machine and i you know because i'm a lot like you i picked up a, an appreciation for the history of the game like i've known babe ruth and jackie robinson and like the the, the heavy hitters of baseball past. right I, known about them forever but it wasn't until mainly when i started working with fc goods that i started getting really deep mm -hmm. into the that uh, vintage world but if i could hop in a time machine a time machine and go somewhere i would go to evans field and watch jackie play i just think that's baseball is the greatest cathedral and to see a guy who has done more for baseball arguably more for baseball than yeah than humankind that uh, at least in this world it'd be pretty surreal to see that yeah, yeah, man, I, I'm with you there. I kind of have these categories of favorite moments and they're like uh, era that, I, that I've that i lived in uh, moments, but then yeah, those past moments um, that I just don't, you know, it's really hard to comprehend. You know, you, you get to see black and white video uh, of some of the stuff and, and movies made of it, but just being able to experience a game like that or, or even the players just to see what it was like would have been would have been phenomenal and and i think back then and this is the uh the testament to what jackie did for the sport but if you think back to like my argument for is mike trout better than babe ruth and every argument every argument over beers about this is that <laughs> uh mike trout faces guys like a Chapman chapman and you know uh, jacob de grom like Babe Ruth was not facing these types of these no. specimens of people, you know. It's like so, but again, I know the whole the whole playing field was a little bit lower, but just the differences between guys like Babe Ruth and or Jackie and the pitchers he was facing, if you subtract out some of the, the all time greats that played during that era as well, but almost every team has a guy who could have been, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer back then, right? Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. That contrast to me is so interesting. I'd love to see that play out in person. Yeah, yeah. Even, um, yeah, I mean, you can almost do that era by era, sort of, with each sure. kind of guy that stands out in that era, Ken Griffey to Mike Trout and sure. and so forth. But, uh, no, that, that's a good point. I, I love uh, – I don't like the conversations of who's the greatest because I'm like, because I'm like, you. it's like, I, you know, it's too hard to compare. Um, it's totally hard to compare. Uh, but, but it's a fun conversation nonetheless. So. And, and beer always feels this to be way more interesting than this. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it brings out uh, points that I probably would never uh, bring out before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, cool. So the, the next one is uh, just all about family and friends. Um, 
I know being an experienced games uh, or, or watching my son play uh, just makes me appreciate the game and love it. Um, I've, it's funny, I've, I've been trying to get my son to a playoff game because I just keep telling him like the atmosphere is a hundred times different than just a normal game. Uh, we got to go to game three of the World Series this year because it was in Arlington. But the, you know, the fan capacity was, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was less than 50%. And so didn't have the same vibe, but it was still nonetheless really cool experience with him. I remember you had posted that you guys went. That's, yeah. That's, that's cool. I, I mean, it's a trek for me, but we had the series before that up the road here in LA. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a, it was a cool experience, different, but it was really cool. But uh, my question to you is, tell me some of your greatest baseball moments that you've been able to have with family and friends, just kind of stick in your mind and you always remember. Sure. Uh, so uh, the, I have a buddy of mine who, um, he was a groomsman at my wedding and he uh, kind of actually moved back into the neighborhood I grew up in and he still lives down the street. Uh, oh, cool. and so we're like childhood best friends. We played t-ball together. We played like we basically played all the way up through high school together. He played center, I pitched, and uh, it was just like out, like it started with him. And then there's like the whole cast of that, the team that every single year we played in the same league. And then we went to high school, we all played on the same team. And after high school, we played uh, Sunday league men's baseball together. Not everybody, but like it trickled down for the guys who still wanted to do it. But uh, there's, and when I got into high school, there's that four years of different players that you kind of play with at different in different grades. And um, those guys to me, like I still play fantasy baseball with them. And, you know, it's just there will be like brothers to me forever. And so like any really fun baseball experience I have usually includes those guys, whether it's on the field or off, because we go to games together and we, yeah. you know, we get together and watch games in garages and drink beers and stuff. So it's uh, I think that's pretty standard, you know, across baseball fans who are deep into it. But I, I think that that story for me, or just the experience that I've had with them, um, you know, it's kind of one of those thick and thin, or through thick and thin moments. Uh, yeah. And kind of in the background during that whole time, my parents were super involved in my baseball career. Uh, my mom was the president of our Little League. Well, she switched it from Little League to Pony League. Nice. To the booster uh, president of the booster club in high school, and uh, so they were both my parents were super supportive. My dad coached me, and he'll tell you he's a terrible coach. He says I'm he's the reason I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> but, but their support of and and pushing me like when I would have a, a terrible game and not want to play anymore, like you made a commitment to your team, you got to get out there, and I think a lot of the you know the passion I have for the game and understanding the slumps and understanding the losing streaks comes from there then pushing me through mm. to, you know. well that's good to hear my my son is 14 he's playing 14 u baseball and so I'm your parents right now yeah. <laughs> hoping that I come out on the other side of uh like you just being thankful of because it's a it's a cool experience getting to watch him play and then I have an older daughter who plays volleyball just being involved in their sports but it's also you know trying to find that balance of uh pushing them uh but also helping them have fun along the way yeah make it their experiences and not you living right right 
yeah 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 like it wasn't that fun and they're like uh. <laughs> yeah well, i had a great time um i didn't strike out but yeah <laughs> uh that's cool yeah i've um i've asked this question to uh, a few people on the podcast and um i just love hearing the the idea of teammates um and the longevity of their friendships uh, come out of that. And uh, one of the shirts I've created on Keep Baseball Great is, uh, you know, friends get remembered, but teammates never die. And so it's just that mantra of like, man, once you go through a, a season or a game or you battle with someone throughout, you know, a period of time, you just develop this friendship that is, um, it's really deep. And, that, and, you know, obviously that makes baseball great. So. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. And I just kind of thinking back on my response and listening to what you just said is like, I, I think I take it for granted, you know, just the, like the, that group of guys, like some of them I haven't talked to in over a year. I mean, 2020 was a hard year to do anything with anybody, but yeah. like, but I know that the minute it's a little more, you know, normal and to go out, like you, you pick right back up where you left off because you know their history, you know yeah. what they've been up to, you know, yeah, the social media helps with kind of keeping in touch with people. But yeah, yeah. it's just it's this, you know, time time is not wasted, you know, between, yeah, you don't, just don't lose context of who they are, what they're doing, because yeah. that bond is pretty close. That's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. Well, uh, kind of along those same lines of, of your parents and uh, being involved, uh, I know life lessons are a big part of, uh, you know, me now, especially trying to walk with my son playing sports, trying to teach him life lessons along the way. It's something I didn't really pick up until later. Like, man, I should be less of a, you know, hard-nosed coach and more of a like, hey, there's some life lessons to be learned here. <laughs> yeah. um, but what are some some good life lessons that you've been able to just grab onto through baseball uh, along along your journey? Um, I think that the, uh, so I, I kind of read this question as a, the first things that came to mind were there, there were two coaches that I had, like enough crapping on my dad. He, he knows how it is, but <laughs> real coaches, he, he, he totally understands that his coaching versus other coaches I've had, but, uh, the, I've had a handful of coaches throughout my career and, and, uh, there are two that stand out to me that I probably learned the most from. Mm. Um, one of them was the hard nosed coach that was like, um, people were scared of. Not that he was going to do anything to you. Like he wasn't a jerk. He was, he was a nice enough guy, but it's uh, the amount of respect mm. that he, like just that he earned for himself, but also that he instilled in us for the game. Like we have this ongoing joke. And, weird coincidence coincidental uh, coincidental small story uh story is he coached me he was really close to my family then he like moved away for like 10 years and then came moved back started dating this lady who ended up being my brother's sister-in-law oh, and no so way. it was weird like they showed up at the same place together it's like and my brother was wearing a hat kind of like sideways or something like that and he saw him get on the bus there going to a football game he spun his hat around because he's like i'm gonna get in trouble for having my hat backwards <laughs> whole, our whole team of players who played for this guy uh all would do the same thing spin your hat when he walks around you know and so uh, i think that just 
lessons learned is that when when you have a a group of people that rely on you for something, and it applies to work, friendships, mm. family, um, that if you have a group of people relying on you, that you respect the greater good, like the cause that you're trying to accomplish, whether that's making money for your business or you know making money for your family or whatever. It's like when you have people depending on you, um, you know, put yourself in a place to be a good teammate, right? And so I mm. think that he he does that in a way that is overly aggressive but at the same time we understand where it's coming from we never took offense to it and then this other coach who was kind of the, the living legend baseball uh coach in our city that i grew up in and, um he did the exact same thing at a really more passive approach like the the guys on our high school team who never hustled and were too good for the team when he showed up they hustled you know, like he, he would just come and, and help out one day and they would hustle all the way through first base. And so um, I think that for me, the contrast between those two guys, is just like one guy did it, you know, intense and one guy did it like, it's kind of like the, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed, you know, with the, <laughs> and, and so you, uh, the lesson, I guess, the long way around that answer is that the, the lesson learned there, uh, I still think comes back to being accountable you know, for a group of people, there's very, very few things you do on your own. Right? Mm. Right? There's always a cast or a team that helps you accomplish that stuff. Uh, and so not letting them down, I think I learned from being with having coaches like that. Who made that yeah, man, that's good. Uh, you know, with this question, you know, we get, you know, I get a lot of the same similar answers because there's a lot of great life lessons that you learn through baseball, but that perspective is, uh, is really cool. I, you know, just for me thinking through, you know, being a dad, um, and then, cause I'm a, you know, I work for myself. It's not like I, you know, I have a company, but, um, my family relies on me. And so just kind of thinking through that uh, process too is, is important. Same, same for, you know, my kids have, have had the gamut of coaches and one's not better than the other. It's just different. Right. And so teaching them to, to grab things from whatever coach is their coach at the moment. Um, and, and not discarding one just cause they don't like them or you don't like how they do something. So. I would probably say for the most part, most coaches are in a position because they have something to offer. Right. Right. So right. See what you can, you know, not every situation is ideal to be in, but, like learn what you can from those situations and you know what good or bad there's something to learn yeah yeah for sure that's cool uh well cool so um the next question uh is giving back and so kind of as i was going through you know what i love about baseball it's a big part of it is giving back and it's just seeing how people from little league coaches to dads to mlb players using their platform to give back and i've even been able to see artists like you be able to give back with your talents. Um, so yeah, so give me, uh, what are some opportunities you've been able to give back or maybe even someone giving to you through uh, kind of that baseball community? Sure. Um, so I, aside from like umpiring games, you know, as a kid and, and uh, you know, helping friends and stuff, coach teams, uh, more recently, uh, I had the opportunity to participate in the Negro League Baseball Museum art show. Mm -hmm. uh, I, the first one, they've done kind of two of them, and I 
participated as much as I could in the first one that gave it a lot of a lot of effort and then I kind of just snowballed that into their holiday one and uh, but uh, basically with that for those not familiar um, artists designers just there are about 100 different uh, creators that participated and um, made original pieces of art I uh, made some apparel I also did some of my uh, uh, the normal style of uh, posters that I was making uh, uh, in honor of the like Homestead Grays, the Kansas City Monarchs. Uh, and then the posters I did were Josh Goodson and Satchel Page. And, uh, we, we'd sell those and percentages of proceeds from all those sales we donated back to the, to the Negro League uh, Baseball Museum in Kansas City. Um, and uh, the president of that museum is might be the nicest per person in the world like he is super accessible um he's right there to share stuff that i've designed and, and comment and like and he's just i'm like this is some guy who makes posters <laughs> for instagram right yeah and he runs a museum of some of the most historic athletes ever right and so he had he takes the time out of his day and i'm sure i'm not the only one that he does that for and um so to be able to i mean contribute anything to that cause of preserving that the legacy that these guys who at the time didn't guys and girls uh at the time did not did not get you know the recognition they deserved at yeah. all. And, um, to see the the momentum that not just our art show created but just outside of that like to see what i was a part of and uh and see a lot of other people giving back to the same cause was probably the more one of the more powerful things i've seen in my life um and then uh, I've, I've actually had the opportunity with uh, some other uh, companies and, and baseball players and stuff who've reached out to me via Instagram. Uh, Archie Bradley is one that uh, was surprisingly um, uh, talkative via like Instagram. Like he, cool. I, I'm having conversations with him and just he liked my artwork. And then we started talking and. Uh, and then Victor Rojas, who former Angels uh, yeah. broadcaster, now minor league uh, uh, GM uh, president, I think, uh, for the for the Rangers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has his own uh, baseball brand too, and he and I've talked a lot, and um, you know, just I've had an opportunity to communicate with a lot of really cool people who are doing the same thing I'm trying to do: is make baseball better, make baseball great, right? right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just I. I met a lot of really cool people famous and not famous just you know doing yeah that, you know, the, the things that i'm doing the design yeah so. yeah that that's one thing that i've kind of just since starting this uh like you said it's um there's a sense of community it's like a, a small baseball community whether you're a player or designer i mean obviously that's kind of the niche where i fall just because of my you know passions but um but I, I feel a sense of just like, hey, yeah, um, let's let's collaborate or let's do something. Let's all come together to to help or benefit X, Y, Z, you know. And so I, I loved, you know, uh, just being able to see that, um, on, especially on social media, but um, on other places, too. So yeah. that's cool. You got to be a part of that. Yeah. One other person I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, who has been a big part of uh, the growth that I've had uh, via social media is um, Xavier Scruggs. I don't know if you're familiar with him. No. Uh, so uh, former uh, big leaguer, played a little bit uh, with the Cardinals and the Marlins, but 
uh, recently retired. He played Korean leagues too, uh, or KBO, and um, recently retired. And I guess he's doing MLB network radio shows and stuff. He's just, but super connected, super nice dude. But just uh, reached out to me. I designed a poster for him, and then he just shared my name with everybody. Wow. Uh, but just a guy who has a platform and knows a lot of really cool people and is a really cool person himself. Uh, yeah. But he he is doing some really cool things for baseball for not necessarily just the game, but just for the community and giving back to the community. Uh, so if anyone doesn't follow him, check him out. He's an awesome dude. And has that's cool. 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 Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. One, one of my favorite, um, you know, players, but also awards, Roberto Clemente award. Um, and so just that giving back aspect, I love it. So that's really cool. Um, so the last question uh, is is easy, probably, but it's it's all about fun, right? So you know the game was created to have fun, to compete, um, and it gets overshadowed a lot. Obviously, you know I've got a son who plays you know 14U baseball, and the the fun a lot of times is just zapped out of it, like it's so intense. Um, so I like to remind him like, hey, baseball is fun. Kids keep it fun. But uh, tell me, you know, some of your most fun moments, whether it's playing or just being a part of that, uh, that you remember. Sure. Um, yeah, I think, I think every day that I think about baseball, I think about wanting to still be able to be out there playing. You know, it just it brings a lot of really cool opportunities and experiences like we talked about with the teammates and friends. And I, but I kind of enjoy that it's a memory, you know, that I can relive those the way they played out. And I know that if I went back, if I got the same group of guys together and back out on the field, it would be a totally different experience and wouldn't live up to that, right? And so, um, so I've kind of detached myself from the playing of the game emotionally. And I think that the, the things that have brought me the most opportunity and things that are most fulfilling to work on are the things I've done with FC Goods. Um, I actually, this past week, um, we're preparing for a new a limited edition wallet series coming up. And um, we haven't done a video shoot in a long time for obvious reasons with travel. And, and, uh, we, but we did one. I, I organized it here and we, put, we shot it on my high school baseball field. Oh, cool. And with one of my former coaches who is now the head coach at the high school. Uh, and so, it was like a walk down memory lane. It's a place that I live down the street from that I could go anytime. anytime yeah. And I haven't. And I, because there's a, a video shoot that I had organized and I thought, oh, my high school. And so I went out there and I talked to the coach. I spent about a half hour before the shoot talking with him. He gave me a tour of what he's done different. And I'm just like, this is like, it, he's introducing me to back into my childhood, right? <laughs> but it was such a cool experience, but I've also been able to, you know, uh, like, unfortunately, I didn't go, but I had the opportunity last spring training to go and, uh, you know, you know, rub shoulders, rub elbows, whatever that saying is, with uh, with uh, an agency that um, represents a bunch of baseball players. They're having a party uh, for spring training, and they invited us to come talk about the wallets. I didn't go. I was actually out in Arizona for spring training. Oh, no. I was with my family. But just the cool opportunities that... Um, that it's presented not necessarily going places or meeting people but just the projects in which i get to work on um it's something i've always wanted to do and never thought i'd be able to do and now somebody else is paying me to do that which is pretty cool 
Yeah. Uh, and then also to your point, uh, I have a uh, almost four-year-old daughter who, uh, and then twins coming, uh, and one of those is a boy. But um, my four-year-old daughter is just as geeked when the angel games are on. Um, because she knows I'm super into it. She knows I'm going to be sitting in the <laughs> So when we went a couple of years ago to spring training, uh, she uh, a foul ball was hit and the usher got the ball and gave it to her. And so I have this picture that was my cell phone wallpaper forever of her as like a little baby just holding in her hands this massive baseball, you know. And it was just this. It was right when portrait mode on the iPhone came out too. So it was like the best picture. Oh, nice. <laughs> so uh, just seeing her get excited about something. Mm. I'm so excited about it is also like I think this is just a whole new chapter for for baseball being fun for me yeah yeah dude that's awesome um yeah I I mean you're gonna have so many great years coming up uh, as your kids get older and they start understanding you know where they're going and what they're doing at games and and what that means to you know a father son father daughter relationship is really cool so um i look forward to those years for you um but not not the twins part man holy cow uh well cool dude thanks so much for answering those questions that kind of gives me a glimpse on you know what makes baseball great for you um i do want to talk a little bit more about um the matchsticks company uh the t-shirt apparel you know i want people to go check it out but tell me a little bit uh a little bit deeper into you know what's the name mean what it's all about what you're doing the the what is the name mean is the number one question and probably (laughs) the number one problem uh i have with with the brand um so uh always wanted to have a baseball or a, a clothing brand uh with baseball and uh, do what I do for a living. I thought this is a perfect opportunity to marry the two as something I control. And, and so um, I was looking for something like, so baseballism is kind of served as the, the uh, epitome of baseball apparel right. brand, right? And, um, I have a love-hate relationship with baseballism. <laughs> as a designer, I think their concepts are really cool. I, as a designer, I think they're great. As a baseball fan, I don't love it at all. Uh, <laughs> really? And so, uh, so I was like, "What? How can I do this? How can I do that my own way?" You know, and and offer people who are similar minded to me a, another option, right? Because I, I I like what I like what baseballism is doing. I think the world needs more baseball specific brands, right? And that, right. Nike and all the big brands that just make equipment. And so, um, so I started thinking how do i keep it a little vintage inspired but not be what fc goods is fc goods is super super vintage and right. so I'm like, how do i kind of bridge that gap and fc goods said to do apparel and you know so that's kind of where i found myself living and so it's like okay i need a name and i don't want to call it you know dugout gear or something <laughs> you know or something you know on the nose and so i started doing some deep research into what are some cool, maybe not so much used anymore terms for baseball. So I found this on, after hours of Google searching, uh, basically a baseball lexicon throughout time. I just basically it's a dictionary of words. That's cool. And and I stumbled across the match or matchsticks, and what it the definition for that was when somebody when a team scores one run in every inning, 
back in the olden days, they used to keep score and chalk on the, on the backstop. Okay. And when they had one spot or one tick in each thing, it looked like a row of matchsticks. So they would say, oh, it's all matchsticks. And so I'm just like, that's cool. Like, that's, that's really cool. And people are going to ask, what does it mean? And they'll have an opportunity to explain it. And then they just don't ask. They just, I don't know what that is. And they skip over it. So, uh, so that's the reason for it. And it kind of plays into me, the posts that I was doing on Instagram. I was trying to do one a day and then I realized that that was not sustainable. Right. Uh, so, but as I was doing these one by one, I'm like, that kind of matches that one every inning. Uh, and those, the two things are kind of going together. They're going to find out about the matchsticks through me. And so, um, but then now I'm just, uh, I've kind of, I didn't want to make it so team specific. Uh, you know, you can go get Rangers gear, you know, almost anywhere in the world. And you can have the big, you know, Rangers logo across your chest. And like, there's, there's, that exists. Why do I need that? So right. um, how do I play a little bit more into the, the fan of the game, not so much the team, however, there is some team stuff sprinkled in there. Um, you know, because you can't go to an angel game and not wear a red shirt. So right. you, know, you have the you have that option as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, that was the idea. And then um, I'm in the middle of rolling out a new poster series where I'm hand drawing uh, certain players uh, and doing limited edition runs of those. Uh, they're about a week long that I offer them, and if they sell out or that you know or whenever that time ends, they're gone forever. Uh, so it's kind of a fun project I'm working on right now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what matchsticks is, and hopefully it can turn into a, a little bit bigger of a thing where more people are wearing it, and you know we can go to events and you know go to a baseball game and see a bunch of shirts that yeah man it on. that'd be fun yeah yeah I mean yeah so this is or have podcasts or... <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah that's awesome I. I'm a fan. I mean, obviously being a baseball fan and, and design, you know, I, I love the different styles that kind of come out of that. And yours definitely has a unique style to it. And so, um, but tell us the website real quick. Yeah. Uh, the match, the match Co. Co. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah then, so I'll be sure to, uh, link to it and in all the notes and whatnot, but, um, that's awesome. Well, cool, man. I appreciate you just spend some time with me and uh, sharing a little bit about what you're doing. Um, what's uh, tell people where to follow you on Instagram too, because uh, either Matchsticks or Robbie, um, because you're posting a lot of cool stuff there too. Uh, yeah, uh, either both, hopefully uh, at Robbie Aronson uh, and at the Matchsticks Co. Uh, not a ton of content being shared across both of those, except for these posters, but. Uh, yeah, if you want baseball-specific, culture-building stuff, go to Matchsticks. If you want to just see 90s-looking posters of uh, <laughs> baseball players, like Robbie Aronson out. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for keeping baseball great. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. A big thanks to Robbie for taking the time to jump on the podcast. Be sure to follow him on Instagram, at Robbie Aronson, and at the Matchsticks Co. You can also check out the website, thematchsticks.co and thanks again for joining me on the keep baseball great podcast for now thanks for keeping baseball great